everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of All Elite Geekly, the show where we chat and chat and chat, and eventually we will talk about AEW Dynamite. We're your hosts. I'm Boris, and as always, I am joined by Dag Xavier. Dax, how's it going this week? Just good, wrestling fans and everybody alike. I am, uh, this is a holiday today. I'm happy. This is, uh, this is going to be a great day. This is, <laughs> you know, ga- this is a gamer's holiday, if you will. <laughs> some would say, some would say. Dax, explain why it is a gamer's holiday. This is the release of the much anticipated Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Uh, I should be tired and I probably will be tired <laughs> because there will be no sleep had in the next few days <laughs> leading into my review yeah <laughs> you're gonna soon. have to grind that game in order 100 to hours i am like and luckily my wife will not be around so i don't have to share a damn thing uh she's going away for business and i'm like you know you gotta do what you gotta do babe you know just <laughs> you know, i feel you i, I support that. you wherever you gotta go and um you know i'll be here uh you know Hit me up if you need me, but you know I gotta do my thing. So, yeah, <laughs> it is on. Yeah. If you see, I am fully prepared. I'm fully celebrating. I got my, you know, my Final Fantasy, you know, uh, shirt on, courtesy of Eric and Arnie Roth, the conductors of the intimate music of Final Fantasy. They are the conductors. I had a chance to interview those guys uh, in 2022, and they invited me to. Uh, to see the performance, which you can check on talktimelive.com. Beautiful orchestra performance that they did. And they, it was a it was a concert of all Final Fantasy music at University of uh, Pennsylvania. And um, you know, they invited me. They also they were the ones that gave me this shirt, mind you. Um, and it was just awesome. I gotta say, man, just to be at an orchestra. When I was 16, I was like wrongfully accused of an arrest, arrested going through some bad shit and here I am in my forties enjoying, you know, in 2022, enjoying an orchestra. Yeah. Safe to say that I teared like, like real shit, like real, I've, I've really teared uh, emotionally at the idea. Cause all the shit that all the, all the stuff that I ever went through in my life and just be able to have these moments. I mean, you included some Sunday night's main event included, like just to have all these experiences, man, it's like, it's I, I feel like Dante It's like I'm not supposed to be here <laughs> in a lot of ways. <laughs> I, th- I know exactly what you mean, my friend, but we are very happy that you are. Oh, man, I'm so excited to start playing that game. You have no idea. Uh, I, I am planning for this weekend, but but mm. we will see. Uh, just, I've only uh, I woke up early today because, well, here's the you know, I you know, like, you know, I got the digital. So it dropped literally at, at midnight and I was like, I was. I was planning to go to bed early. Yes, you were. I couldn't. I couldn't. I had to get like I had to get just a tip. <laughs> and basically, I played about like 10 minutes of it. I won't spoil it because there's like I mean, we've seen the trailer, so there's some things that you're familiar with, but it's it is it's man, it's gonna take you on a ride. Just the first 10 minutes of it alone, and it's like, all right, I gotta get off. I gotta get off and go to bed. I got at least six hours, maybe four you know, deep sleep and maybe two hours light sleep. Cause I was like, I really want to get ready to get up and play this shit right now. So like, you know, I'm ready. I'm, I'm really ready to get, get, you know, to dig in hard on it. 
Yeah, I can imagine, man. Yeah, you messaged me yesterday. Well, we were talking yesterday. You were saying, yeah, you know, it's going to be an early night, blah, blah, blah. Then I see the message, uh, the, the, the the screenshot from your PS5. I'm like, oh, this guy, he's not going to actually go to bed. <laughs> technically, I did. Yeah, technically. <laughs> I got to commit myself to be able to, you know, to have the id, you know, to control my id factor of, <laughs> of getting away from that console. Because... I knew because you know how it is when he, when game well action RPGs like this, they get you at the they very do. beginning, and it's like you go you don't realize that it's like the out you you're going through an hour of this game, and you think you're getting deep, and then they show the damn then they all of a sudden they show the title screen and it's like yeah. damn this was only the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I was like that with um, Cyberpunk. Cyberpunk got me. Um, Horizon Forbidden West got me. Yes, like yes. they they all got me. It's like the only reason why Final Fantasy didn't, you know, remake didn't get me is because I knew we we've been through this route before. Now it's just in 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 a, in a larger scale, and I was like, all right, I already know what I'm getting myself into in this, so it's cool. But everything else is like they they wait like an hour an hour and a half just to let you know that you ain't even scratched the surface with it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Oh, man. But it's, yeah, that game looks so freaking good. Um, it's 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 going to be great. I'm really looking forward to that. Uh, just kind of doing my thing here. Oh, man. I'm, I just can't wait. I honestly just cannot wait to, to just get into that, back into that world. Yeah. Not only that, I mean, just the stuff that you, I mean, like, again, I've only, I think, woke up early this morning just to get a little bit in. And, I, you know, they're already telling you so much, so many things that you're going to be, you know, um, being immersed in, you know, mini games, um, you know, uh, the friendship, you know, system where you're going to be able to try to see if you could, you know, shack up with Tifa or, um, or Aerith and all the stuff. And it's like, it, it's already grabbing you in immediately and just letting you know that you're about to go in. You think that ride before that was in in 2020, wait until you get into this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, just, oh man. Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill reunite as Batman and Joker one more time in the Crisis on Infinite Earths Part Three. I'm just looking I through can. the voice cast. Yeah, man. Let me tell you, I I gotta say, I reviewed the first one. I was so surprised at how much I didn't like that one. Um, it was maybe it's because, and I and I had to give myself benefit of doubt, and I may go back to great give it a um, you know, uh, a change in the grade maybe because. It just felt very slow paced, but I think it's going to pick up with part two. It's it's like a three parts um, season uh, series, yeah. so I think part two is going to pick up and really because Crisis on Infinite Earth is a very fleshed out saga. So I guess they couldn't they didn't feel that they want to fill it up, you know, the whole thing. So the the first part of it is very slow paced, even though ironically it's featuring the Flash. So, but. Um, I compared it, you know, I compared it to the uh, Arrowverse version of Crisis on Infinite Earth, which was absolutely awesome. That was so I good. Mean, that was so it was good. Literally the, it was literally their end game. Yeah, it really <laughs> was. Point. It really was. Um, yeah. And uh, some of that. And uh, Crisis on Earth um, on uh, Earth X. Yes. I think Crisis on Earth X was brilliant it was it they really grabbed you it felt like their version of transformers of the uh transformers the movie because of everything that happened in that one oh, transformers the movie i know we talk about it so often but every time it comes up a tear it, it's still relevant a tear. It, it still holds 
<laughs> it really does. It's crazy. Like thirty plus years later, here we are still have talking you about the it. Goldbergs? Have you guys got? Did you guys have the Goldbergs up there? Yep. You had to have seen that episode with uh, when he, uh <laughs> that tugged to my heart because he had the same emotion that every kid had in that theater when it, unbeknownst to them that Octopus Prime was going <laughs> to he's like he's going to come back you'll see yeah <laughs> and then he, they transitioned to the other clip like he didn't <laughs> yeah no it's 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 what I, man that show just hits on so much so many nostalgic strings for me that show is so well done. It, it really was for surprisingly for an 80s cartoon mind you yeah oh yeah oh yeah man so good oh man so yeah but i'm just like scrolling through my my feed right and mm-hmm. all you see is final fantasy final fantasy final <laughs> fantasy google has a final <laughs> fantasy easter egg right now uh final fantasy this final fantasy that it's like yes yes this is a uh, like, and people are already just hiking us up as the game of the year. I'm like, all right, yeah, I I truly believe that can be possible, but I was I was played last year when I thought you know Tears of the Kingdom was going to be game of the year, and then all of a sudden Baldur's Gate came out and kind of kind of took the throne from them a little bit. Um, it's debatable, but majority of people I think went for Baldur's Gate, and I still got to play that. I still actually got to play that game. That's another. You know, game that'll probably you know get me thinking I'm going deep in this. <laughs> it's like it's Baldur's Gate. <laughs> yeah. No, but oh, it's, it's uh, I think this is well worth. Like, let me. Uh, I say this all the time on my show. Like, folks, if you're a developer, pay attention to Square Enix when they work on their particular uh, you know intellectual property because they will take a decade to create a <laughs> create their um their IP. And trust me, when they come out with it, it never disappoints. You never have you never have any complaints about crashes, bugs, um, you know, performance uh, issues. It all, you know, we we cry about it not ever coming out, but when they come out, it never disappoints. Yeah, I I dare you to name one actually developed and published uh, Square Enix game that didn't live up. <sighs> nah, I'm not even gonna attempt. I'm not even gonna attempt to at this point. <laughs> really hard like yeah. i mean they look, final fantasy 15 i think they literally took a decade because and then after that because that ended up being the template to all these other ones coming out um but they literally took a decade to develop this entire new open world type of vibe that we're now playing now through final fantasy um you know seven remake and all that stuff and man i final fantasy 15 is one of my favorites yeah same same it's i so love the stand by me version of Final Fantasy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. You know I love funny? that so much. But it really was. You know what's funny story though? When when they did the trailer and I saw the, you know Noctis and all the crew, I was like, yo, they, this is really giving off stand by me vibes. And then come to find out when they, when you buy the actual when you finally play the game, at the very beginning they actually do a a cover of Stand by Me. I'm yep. like, okay, so they. We were right to get that right, um, get that vibe right. They know what they're doing, right? Like they knew what they, they were doing. They know exactly what they're doing, and it was awesome. I think yeah. I beat that twice, mind you. Really? Damn. Yeah, I, I only beat it twice the on the on the PlayStation Four version, but I think I bought the Pocket version and played that one too. Damn. Like I really, really like that game. Yeah, I was only able to get through that once, and more more because of timing than anything else. But it was such a ride. I remember just like randomly getting that game too, like. Mm-hmm. Just buying it because it's Final Fantasy, 
putting it in, it's not really having any real expectations. Oh, so you got it. To wait, it. you got it like what, like months to a year later or something like that? I got it about six months later. That's not bad. See, that's you probably got it on a good price. Yeah, I did. You oh, stole yeah. it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. Honestly, you got a great deal out of that one. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure. And, and that's not even including the like the side, you know, stories as well that Dan, you know, put out. And, yeah, man, it, it's it's just great. It really is, man. So, like, yeah, Final Fantasy, such a such a crazy, crazy uh franchise like it, it it it's we've seen some good ones we've seen some bad ones mm-hmm. which one's your favorite I, uh, I hate to say but like seven is gonna always be for me because that's the one that really brought me in that was the one that w- that went mainstream and um that crossed over it, it literally yeah. had crossover fame and all the stuff it, i mean look what is look it's out now redone and everybody's cherishing it like it's the infinity gauntlet like seriously yeah. this is the infinity gauntlet of video games this was to Infinity Gauntlet as is to Infinity War and Endgame. <laughs> yeah, you know, it was where the one the, that really, really got people into Final Fantasy. Like I remember well, playing some of the earlier ones. I think it was four or five, uh, and, yeah. and like whatever. And then that was the JRPG the era. I never got into. I remember the commercials for Final Fantasy VII. Right, mm-hmm. like that's the game, in my opinion, that just showed off what PlayStation was capable of well well, not only just played off what playstation can do but really revolutionized the way we play games today because it was the first to really show a a actual it was as close to the hollywood cinematic you know format yes and for the first time it was like we we're seeing more than just a video game here this is you know you got orchestra planned you have um you have you know cinematic scenes. We'd never seen cinematic scenes to the likes of what they did back then. Um, and this was Squaresoft at the time, yes, mind you, exactly. when they did this um, before they did the merger, and it, it literally changed. And from that point, everybody started making cinematic video games, and then it just got better and better. And then they were able to add SAG after into this, and actors started getting roles. And I mean, people don't understand like what why this game is so popular and why is it being celebrated so much because it it is it uh, uh, that like street fighter 2 you got you got to put them in the realm of like game changers of the industry what yeah. they did literally not just you know from a populist like it from a crossover fame it's it's just ridiculous um a lot of where we are today with every single video game that you're playing could be credited to squaresoft i mean to square enix and uh and final fantasy 7 alone Hundred percent, hundred percent. Like it's, it's. I think, I think you. Those are the two pillars, the two pillar of video games, in my opinion. It's Street Fighter and Final oh, there's, Fantasy. There's a 7. few more too. I mean, two Final Fantasy. Yeah, 7. right, right. We can definitely. There's others too, of course. Mario, um, of course, you got to give Mario Brothers that you know that nod too. Um, um, but there, there's yeah, there's pillars that really help lift this game, this industry up. Um, you know th- that era. When Street Fighter, I mean, when uh, Final Fantasy came out, like it really evolution, like oh, it evolutionized and revolutionized everything. Yeah. I mean, just crazy. Uh, Virtual Fighter gets a nod too, like um, Yu Suzuki, absolutely gets a hell of a lot of credit for you know just 3D gaming. Period. That's why his. That's why you see if you go to uh, the Smithsonian Museum, you see a, a cab of 
virtual fighter in there because they recognize him as the one that really put it together. Yeah. 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 hundred percent. Like that is it. Oh man. <clears throat> yeah. So really looking forward to playing rebirth. Like that's, that's going to be busy, but you don't have a lot of time for many reasons. Not only do you want to get your review in, but there's another game coming out very, very soon. I hate the, I hate my, my fandom so much because of I this, know. because literally like I probably exactly when I will review the game, I will automatically be getting started on a, another game, which is re- very related to this format. We call wrestling WWE 2k 24 will be released next week. Uh, early mind you <laughs> for, for people who got to 40 years of uh, WrestleMania. So I gotta, even if I manage to try to get through, yeah, hell was that? <laughs> oh, just the, the, just the video that you uh, that you sent me. Oh, okay, loading it up. No, um, yeah, man, it's it's like I got. I'm probably gonna have to cut off a bit just to get into that game, so we can do our dual review of that. And uh, I'm excited about that too. Like, I showed you the new trailer that we that they just uh, released this morning uh, regarding the new storyboat. And I gotta say, last year when we reviewed uh, the game. That was one of the things that I did love about 23 was the story mode. The it, the writing of the story modes were so good. I think that was really one of the, you know, one of the uh, the spotlights of the entire game is, you know, along with universe mode and all the stuff. But the story modes was never really something that I truly enjoyed up until maybe 22 to that extent. Yeah, yeah let's check this out. And that's something that I personally didn't really get into until recently as right. well. Like it was for me, it was it was there, but it was it, stale. It never, I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it was a story mode just to be a story mode, but they actually put effort into the last couple years of this, yeah. even with character development, fictitious characters, and all the stuff. Yep. All right, let's check this out. Are you ready? Yep. Let's hope. Can you see? See me, Roman Reigns shocked the world and surrendered his title. Shaping up to be the most chaotic SummerSlam week in WWE history. You're only standing there because of me. You're just a tenant. I'm the landlord. They said that we were too loud. Too proud. And we said we weren't for your permission. Welcome to Raw. This is my story, and I'm taking it back. That worry you're not measuring up to your legacy, that you'll never finish the story, I'm going to give you the greatest gift I can offer. Just don't play nice when you get there. It's going to be a wild ride. The landlord is back. And rent is due. Wow. There you go. Yeah. (laughs) There you go. That was pretty damn epic. Yeah. There was a lot to take in, to be honest. Like, um, I'm actually, honestly, what my takeaway from it? One, they got they got more hairstyle options. Awesome <laughs> for your creative character. More inclusion. Thank you guys. Two, 
because you know as a person who used to wear locks i, I always you know you know grab onto that aspect i miss having locks sometime um two i i actually like the women's storyline of last year almost a little bit better than the lock storyline and i replayed that story mode um right before i deleted it so i can get you know uh 24 back in um they were really good they were really good this one look we got william regal back you know uh that was pretty much awesome that's like literally the first appearance of william regal since he left the, uh, the situation um and then there was something supernatural i wanted to you know i was interested in so where the hell is this going <laughs> yeah it's very yeah I'm, I'm i'm you know you know yeah i'm very curious and i'm interested and honestly i after last year's review and i know that last year was kind of like a new start for the yeah. uk games um i kind of feel like a lot of what we were talking about last year is going to be addressed this year like i am so hyped for this game like it's been so long that I've been like really looking forward to a wrestling game. I agree. I absolutely agree. I mean, they're really hammering it down. Like they, I, and again, do, should we thank you know THQ Nordic and uh, AEW Games for lighting a fire under their ass for this? I because believe that we would have eventually gotten to this point, but I believe firmly that if it, that 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 just like you know the real life product that it did. Hmm? It, it made them work quicker because there's parallel, the 2K, there's parallel there's comparisons. Yeah. After the 2K, what was it, 20? Uh, no, no, no. You got to date back to 18. But no, the one that was like unplayable. You're thinking from, from like a PlayStation and Xbox yeah. standpoint. I, I know. Trust I'm going me. Oh, don't even to, get me started with that one. The one that I'm I going back to the Switch. bought on the Switch. Yeah. It is, it, 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 you know. That to me was just telling alone. And again, this is where you got to give AEW credit at least because it, it, they made a stable game on it that could be playable on a Switch with with little with minimal issue to it. But with that said, like this game and everything that they're doing, I think this is more than they've ever done for this yeah. game. They got Post Malone curating the still the soundtrack. They got um, and he's going to be a playable character. They, yeah. all, they actually did. They actually did announce the. Uh, the first season pack um, of in in, in, this, in the season the season pass is so robust. I mean the the, ca the characters Punk. that they have Punk, yeah Punk is going to be on there. Um, he's going to be on there. Uh, who else? Who else? Did you see that? Did you see the uh, announcement for that? Yeah, let me bring it up. Yeah, because uh, there was I, I I flashed at a few. Uh, D the Dudleys are going to be on there too. I th think I saw them on there as well. Do you think the Dudleys are going to be at WrestleMania this year? I know it's you know what totally it used random. to be. You know, oh, Jay Cargill is going to be in um yeah this year too. That was the other one announced. Okay, um, let me. You know bring what? Up. Yeah, go finish. Finish your thoughts. Sorry. Oh yeah, you know what the thing is? Is like whenever they announce what it used to be is that when they announce things about the game that usually would give you a kind of a clue as to what they're going to premiere present on both. WrestleMania and the Hall of Fame. Like yep. whenever you would see a character, a a uh, a, a legend, yeah, you, yeah. All, every year it used to be Ultimate that used to be Warrior. the thing every year, and then then they would end up being inductees to the Hall of Fame after that, or they would make appearances on WrestleMania. So I don't know. I mean, it's it's very possible. I don't know what to what 
reason or how they would, you know, add them in because they both already they're Hall of Famers already, right? Uh, I don't. I'm not sure. I, I, I honestly, I can't keep track of who's in and who's not in. I always forget because <laughs> they just let everybody now. I always forget that RVD is in, right? Like, <clears throat> all right, yeah. Like once they put Coco Beware, and it's like, hey, just like, all right, just just open the door, door for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> D- all right, here it is DLC one ECW Punk Pack comes up May fifteenth. CM Punk, Bubba Ray Dudley, Devon Dudley, Sandman, Terry Funk. Uh, we also get some other extras, but yeah. ECW Paul Heyman management card. Okay. Is that an window for us? Is that any like clue for anything? Right. Because like, we've been talking. We we've have been, been talking we about like it was inductee of the Hall of Fame and Paul Heyman should damn sure be it, especially because it is Philadelphia. Yep. That is, you know, that all this is happening. It would make I so much this. sense. I, okay. I love this so much. Actually, DLC two, June 26th. Post Malone and <laughs> Friends Pack. Post Malone, Sensational Sherry, Moss, nice. Thrasher, Honking Tonk Man, and Jimmy Hart Manager. Look at the fact that they... All right, can, can we just go back to the first one? Because AEW games, y'all should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> so bad. So bad for this. <laughs> I know. One, how many we count? How many we count? How much content do we count here? Oh, uh, just okay. One, two, three, four, five, five wrestlers, five characters plus plus extras, cards, and content. That's the first one. And then Jude is like, we got this other pack that has one, two, three, four, five, six characters and my faction content. Yeah. And guess what? Here's here's the other thing too. Damn, uh, they already got it all lined up. Look at this. DLC three co-hosts. The Pat McAfee pack, July 24th. Wow. Pat McAfee, playable co-host. Stay tuned for more info. What the hell? Yeah, here's the one. DLC 4, Global Superstars pack, September 20th. Jade Cargill, Nia Jax, Michelle McCool, Carlito, Kyrie Sane, Laya Valkyria, Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee? Are you serious? <laughs> That's awesome. This is... Might be the first time in a long time that I get like the season pass. <laughs> Legit. Oh my god, there's more. Yeah. <laughs> Good god. November thirteenth, the WCW pack. Diamond Dallas Page. Oh my god, Muda. Iron Sheik, Mister Perfect, Great Muda, Lex Luger. What the? He- I was about to say, please, no more. Because <laughs> every time I'm pushing away, like no more. When is AEW Fight Forever? Is like, no, I'm hungry. Give me more. <laughs> Yeah, it no, is that crazy. is insane. And here's the here's the here's the crazy part. That's I don't even know if that's all season one past one, but even still, with each one, you're getting some. You're getting a lot. You're getting a lot here. Um, that's not even counting the fact that like what you're getting on day one release, all of the match types that you're getting, the ro- the extremely robust. I remember AEW. Game said that they had a robust and deep um, character creator. I felt like those kids that went in, but when I went into that, when I went into that uh, content creator for um, AEW Fight Forever, I felt like those damn kids in Scotland that went into that Willy Wonka um, <laughs> till. <laughs> oh, I, that might be my favorite news story of the week. Yeah, so how the kids got know. fire fested, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
classic Star Trek. You know, honestly, that's we should be we should be laughing at that. But just the idea that somebody would use an AI generated deal to create this is so bad. But yeah. at the same time, like when you see the pictures, it's like this is so funny and ridiculous. It ain't funny. You should have <laughs> some. So there should have been some sirens going in your head as a parent that this is not going to be legit. Dude, the Oompa Loompa with the um, with the meth oh. lab uh, set up. <laughs> that was my favorite thing ever. All right, so going back to the season pass picture, one of these things is not like the others. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh, by the way, oh, by the way, uh, if, if you AEW fight forever, uh, you know, gamers already, uh, get ready because uh, Claudio Castagnoli's coming very soon. And that's it. That, that's the thing, right? Like the fact that they're releasing one character at a time, and then it like they charge you like for like one or two. Like I think the newest ones they finally lowered the price to like five ninety nine. But what are you getting aside from that? Like, come on, man! What are y'all doing? I, they, I just feel like they should know better, especially THQ Nordic. Not even let's put let's put AEW games aside. THQ Nordic, they've been around. They've been around for quite some time. Even if they are new people working in that company, they've been around long enough to know. Um, the, the director of the Aki Engine, been around enough to know. Like, all of his games gave you more than what Fight Forever is given. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And 100%. This, this, I mean, it, it's across the board. A lot of people are like, this last year, I mean, the la- that Fight Forever had no business letting 2K games beat them like they did. They had all the tools that they could have possibly done to make this work. And here we here, both of us are like giving them a benefit of the doubt. It'll come. It'll come. Like we're waiting for Optimus Prime to come back to life. Nope, it didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> Love how we went full circle on that one. Oh my right. God, you're bringing back all the memories again. No, every time that that you even referenced that, I'm like, oh. You hear, the, you hear the soundtrack in your head, don't you? Yep. Yep. I love how the. The the fan reaction made them add that throwaway line in G.I. Joe the movie. What, Duke is going to be okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to be okay. Hey! Yay! <laughs> Credits. <laughs> like, I love how the fan reaction of Optimus Prime dying made Hasbro change plans for the G.I. Joe movie. No, it didn't make Hasbro. Canada made Hasbro. Oh, yeah. Canada Moms Unite made yes, Hasbro. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That story, when I found that out, I was like, that's hilarious. That is brilliantly hilarious. But it's still 80s. It is very 80s. It is. It really is. <laughs> it really is. Um, man. What is Maybe that's the awesome. reason why they killed off uh, Channing Tatum in the, uh, in the live action. <laughs> it's like now we're gonna kill him. Now this is our chance. Fuck you, Canada. Yeah, right, Channing. Like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, today's leap day. Yeah, it is. It's we're been chill. a while since we had one of those. <laughs> yes, it has been. Man, well, the last one was well. We were in the middle of like, what the hell is going on in the world? Man, time stopped. <laughs> that was a leap. That was a leap year. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, uh, people, I, it's just so funny. The only way I remind myself of that era is when I like ride on Peloton. And every time I ride on Peloton, I could go back into the archives 
because back then there was nobody in the studios because they had to quarantine. Everybody had to quarantine. So they would end up going back in like the cribs to do their do, do their workout sessions and all that stuff. Or they would be in the studios by themselves. And it was you could fill the void of <laughs> those deals back then. It was it was crazy. Yeah, I, I don't blame people for wanting to forget that mark, but we actually probably shouldn't forget that mark either. So we don't 100%. learn. So we won't do to make the same mistakes. Yeah, well. <laughs> Let me tell you something about civilization. <laughs> Chances are we make we will make the same mistakes. Video game people. <laughs> right? All right. So let's jump into some wrestling. Uh dude, I, I have a hard stop today. Uh with because of <laughs> damn work, stupid work getting in the way of having of us having fun. All right, so Sounds let's talk much. about quickly. AEW Revolution happening this Sunday. For those of you listening, just remember that Dax and I are going to be back this Sunday evening with our chai lattes in hand at about midnight-ish, I'm guessing, once AEW Revolution is done. And we are going to be live on X, Facebook, and YouTube chatting all things AEW Revolution on the after party really looking forward to that dax um yeah it's 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 it's, so kind of talking about revolution last night's go home show did last night's show hype you for the pay-per-view more so or are you just hyped already i'm already hyped already i don't think they did anything else that can really get me in uh i not to say that it wasn't a solid show or anything but like nah they already sold me way before just to match up some I think the match, the matchup, the lineups in, 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 uh, of the uh, match card just sold itself yeah. based on the quality of who's going to be a part of it. Yep, exactly. Uh, this, this, so this is kind of funny here. I have a tweet up here, you know, when they announced the Meat Madness match that we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I was going to talk about this too. Big, <laughs> big, big, beefy men going up against each other this Sunday. Murderhawk, Lance Archer, <laughs> Mr. Mayhem, Warlock. Okay, number one. When did these start guys getting all these like WWE esque nicknames? Again, this is one of my fears of AEW is that they're tr- like they're assimilating, right? In a direction I don't want them to assimilate to. Warlow, Powerhouse Hobbs were the three guys announced in this big beefy match, and remember there was going to be one TBD. Then yesterday in the afternoon, Tony Khan says. And he on X and he said this with multiple wrestlers slated for AEW Revolution's Meat Madness match out injured plus shelved by AEW docs. I'm temporarily freezing the bout until they're clear. Meat Madness is on ice. Instead, Sunday's pay-per-view will feature an all-star scramble match. These are the wrestlers currently announced in said all-star scramble match. We have Chris Jericho, Hook, Brian Cage, Paros Hobbs, Lance Archer. And Warlow. Hmm. Well, at least this time he has an explanation because the last time that he made that change, it was like it just came out of nowhere. There was no answer to that, at least to my knowledge. I didn't see. But uh, it well, at least they added Brian Cage like we talked about last week. It's like yeah. where was he in all this? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. There you go. I think I, I kind of feel like that TBD person wasn't able to make it in time. Um, do you think it was uh, another promotion or somebody I honestly that's think in- at this point it was Jeff Cobb? Yeah, yeah, that would that that sucks. Yeah, provided that's who that was, but you know we were hoping. 
Yeah, we were. Yeah, it just it just seems to the the fact that number one, you know that that they're kind of covering their own ass in a in a way. Yeah. Um, as they should, as they should. No, 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 no hate there. Uh, but yeah. So yeah, AEW Revolution this Sunday. And and you know what? With that said, still a great group of wrestlers that I believe will entertain us for that match. Uh, and, and Chris Jericho's the ring general, so I think that'll go off really well. <laughs> yeah, I think it. Yeah. I think it'll still be an enjoyable match, nonetheless. Yesterday's edition of Revolution did a good job of like setting the dynamite. Did a good job yeah. of setting the stage for Revolution, um, yeah. but it felt fast. Just there. Yeah, it just felt there. It felt there. I mean, I like, like I said, it was. Sal- I felt like it show. was solid, but it was just there. It didn't. It didn't really hype me up at all. Yeah, but as you and I and Andre were reading down the card last week on the main show, the card is selling itself at this point. It really is, and it, you know, thank goodness that he announced all this beforehand, so people can get hyped for it. Because lately, he has not been doing that. He he um he used to. And when I say he, Tony, of course, Tony yeah. Khan, of course, um, you know, through 19, uh, 2019 to 2022, we would already know who was wrestling ahead of time, like probably weeks in advance and everything up until the point that we were excited to look forward to and tickets were selling. And then lately, I um, he has been doing that. And it just feels like, OK, is he just relying too much on the hardcore fans to be there or like, you know. He, I, I just can't understand his strategy these days. But nonetheless, he did it for Re- Re- Revolution, and people are excited for it. So I think this is going to be a solid, you know, event. And I it could be a show. It could be a, a you know, um, a uh, card of the year. You know, yep. just, again. There's uh, a lot of noise coming from you, isn't there? Like, uh, yeah, there's a stupid dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can faintly, faintly hear it. <laughs> <laughs> you hear you can't hear Jack Hammers, but you can hear a damn dog. Yeah, a picture right? of a dog. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, uh, technology. Meanwhile, my cat <laughs> here, I think is dead. Like it's just not moving. So I'm like, that's why I keep looking this direction, because it's like, <laughs> is he moving? So I like smack the door, and then he's like, Okay, he is moving. Good. <laughs> that's the last thing I need at this point. All right, so let us talk about some AEW Dynamite that happened yesterday, the go-home edition. Sting's last episode of Dynamite. Uh, Yeah, let's start right away. Adam Page gives an update. You sent me a message as the show started when Adam Page was coming out. (laughs) I loved it. They had a... You always people don't look at the small things with AEW. I think there's some... Like, you look at the little things like the uh, graphics... There's always some like hidden stuff in there, and they always put something really crazy and stupid up top of there, and he and they put up top of Hangman's uh, graphic when he was coming down a, um, the ramp with his uh, crutch and everything. Doesn't look good or something yeah. to that measure. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh when I actually because because I would have caught it, but like it was just it was gold. It was so gold when right. I, when I actually watched it. I watched this episode a little later in the, in the evening. Um, right. So. Page comes out to the ring. He's on a crutch. He says, the outlook isn't good. Page talks about the start of AEW. 
and says it was an opportunity for him. He reflects on being the man and winning the world title. Hangman says that at AEW Revolution, he will not be able to fight. This brings out Swerve Strickland. Strickland talks about his history with Paige. Swerve admits that he did not expect this to happen and also admits that he respects what Paige has done for AEW. But my friends, you cannot stop destiny. And his destiny is to win the world title. Cue Samoa Joe. And he says he's the real man. And he says that these two are hungry, but he's the one starving them. Joe says he can whoop both their ass, but whoop both their asses. Strickland vows to win the gold, but Paige attacks him with the crutch. And Strickland is checked on. Now, you know, if this doesn't cement Adam Page as a heel, Swerve Strickland oh, as the face, I don't know what will. Not only does it cement him as a heel, but he also now is the recipient of the Mark Henry Salmon Award for faking out many people <laughs> online. <laughs> you know, funny story. I went online on threads, maybe. And it's one of those news sites or just wrestling news sites that came out. They immediately was trying to, you know, you know, get the jump on it. The minute that they saw him with a crutch, they posted. I don't know who this is. And by God, thank goodness I don't. But they posted that he's out for the count was way it, before. Um, I think it was that guy, the wrestling historian guy. Maybe, maybe, maybe because he has a lot I, of good graphic. Yeah. Yeah. I think but, it was him. Yeah. He, he jumped the gun. And, you know, I don't blame him because, like, we all were hearing things that possibilities well, of what happened. What's funny, though, is that I don't know where. And this is supposed to show you, like, how much information comes through our brain on a daily basis. I can't even tell yeah. you where I saw this, but I saw a report and it was a credible report. I think it was um, P. Uh, not, uh, it was one of those. It was one of those, yeah. like, the major sites. It wasn't Sean Ross. It wasn't Matt Meltzer. Mm -hmm. It was PW Insider. Okay. And yeah, definitely credible. They they essentially said, "Hey, this is a work. Like the whole Hangman page is a work. It's storyline injury, and that's what mm. they left it at." That's it's right after the fact or before? Before this is like Tuesday. Oh wow, Tuesday. Right. I saw this. So and apparently, you know, people didn't get go into the zeitgeist of this because they uh, a lot of people were fooled. Myself yeah. included. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if he tweaked his ankle like at the time last Wednesday and they yeah. worked it, it just, into the you know, story. Yeah. yeah. Because the way uh, that it, it, it looked was... on last week, there's no way that they planned yeah. that for this. But it was brilliantly done and credit to Hangman for really making us, you know, making it work and really making us believe that he was legit. And I thought it was it was one of his finest uh, segments that he's done. To date, I'm liking ha heel hangman. I'm really, I'm, I think this is going to be a, a great lot. evolution of the hangman Adam Page character. Right? Was it with you that we were talking about the evolution of characters, and that's the lasting appeal of wrestlers is dumb changing over time? Was that with you? I don't think it was me, but I've had this discussion before myself. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, yeah. I mean, that's how they. Well, wait, no, 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 no. It was. It was because it was Matt Taven that we were talking about. Yes. Motherfucking Matt Taven. <laughs> <laughs> I always, yeah. It just sparked me. I'm like, that hairstyle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, speaking of hair, yeah, no, this is, I agree. Shit, look how gray I am today. Yeah, like you, you, you looking like you look like a young person trying to look distinguished. Yeah, right. <laughs> like even the, it's like the like, opposite of, of older guys who get just for uh, men. <laughs> but you, <laughs> your pickup line, your pickup, your pickup gimmick is that you're trying to look distinguished. <laughs> right, like it's crazy how gray I am, and it's funny because like if my hair is wet. Or if I put product, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like this. But when it's dry, it's just yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, for those who don't really see Boris a lot, man, he has like what I call Jim Lee hair. <laughs> and comic book fans would know what the hell that means. It's like the perfect strand of hair that you could like if you're if you're a comic artist. This is the type of this is the uh, the template that you want to go Hold by. On. This is. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna like show you like especially now that my hair is a little longer. Give me one sec. I'm gonna take yeah. off my headset so I won't be able to hear you. <laughs> It's going to go in slow-mo, too. <laughs> like, look at this. Like, look at that. Almost anime hair. I almost have, like, it, Darian anime hair. Look, no, I tell you, I, anime could be, yes, definitely anime. One depends on who's the uh, the animated uh, director. But also, like, I used to draw 90s-style Jim Lee, Rob Liefeld-style, you know, illustrations and all this stuff. So, you know, learning that hair strand, you know, sketch, it's your, your whole thing is like we put you if I was in school again and I took drawing, you know, you know, drawing 102 or one of like when we did figure drawing and all the stuff, you would be like the perfect. You would probably be like the perfect model. Yeah. And we would just base your hair off of that. <laughs> I love I love how we're taking the detours. FYI, uh, Rob Liefeld. Did you see his rant against Todd McFarlane? What? Yeah. About what? Oh, the toys, his toys and stuff like that. Oh, um, he might have he might be warranted for that. Which, <laughs> what did he say exactly? I, I forget the exact like exactly what he was, was going on recent? about. I believe it was. I feel mm. like it was. We'll we'll, we'll 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 touch on this a little after. Let's get back yeah, to some yeah. wrestling. <laughs> we, we could we could go back to geek talk at the very end of the show. The young bucks. Sorry, hold on. Matthew and Nicholas, the EVPs, they arrive and they're greeted by Renee. They're asked about their meeting with Ric Flair, and Nicholas says it went great. Matthew says they want to thank Sting, and they remind us that they have bats in their hands. Um, you know they always do good on the mic, but I wasn't paying attention to the mic. Um, I'm sorry. Shout out to Renee Paquette. <laughs> it's so weird. So she was wearing what like that 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 like multicolored top. Mm-hmm. Uh, type of thing. One of my friends was literally wearing that like a month ago when we met up. So like seeing right. it on TV then on someone who kind of looks like her, it's just like, whoa, that's weird. I was about, oh damn, I was about, you know, I was about to put you on the spot. Like who were best? <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm gonna make you. You don't have to answer if you want. To. Oh, there's a lot of things I don't want to answer right now. <laughs> you never know. You never. Women are the best detectives in the world. If you can find something to get you, you're with. you're telling me, my friend. I'm 18 years married. Yes, I know. <laughs> Hold on, give me one sec. So this is what's gonna happen. Let me do this share screen. Can we just? So this is her. That is oh my god, I was about to ask you if that was Renee. Right? I told you. (laughs) (laughs) 
You weren't lying. I wasn't lying. <laughs> you were not lying. I was like, wait, does she get an extensions or what the hell's going on? Right? It, it, oh, she's it, an artist it, too? Yeah, she's an artist. Yeah. Yeah, I'm she, digging she's at work. She's an actress. Yeah. Oh, God. She really does got the Renee vibe. Yeah, I know. Uh, Irish. She's Irish. Shame. Uh, she's got like the full, full accent and everything. Yeah, yeah. I, we're going to call that a tie. <laughs> I told you. I told you. I told you. That's why I didn't answer because it's like, well, let me, let me, let me justify this one. The Blackpool That's Combat Clubs. <laughs> exactly. The Blackpool Combat Clubs. John Moxley, Brian Danielson, Claudio Castanelli faced FTR and Eddie Kingston. Harwood is all over it, but Castanelli drops stacks. While Danielson is on the ref with a distraction, uh, they go back and forth in the ring. Harwood and Castanelli go at it again. Moxley takes Harwood down. He's kept away from his partner. Harwood is able to fight back and get the hot tag to Kingston, who goes straight for Danielson, as he should, because they're facing each other at the pay-per-view. Kingston with a suplex, but he eats a nasty-looking clothesline from John Moxley. Castanelli and Danielson double-team Kingston. Moxley spikes Kingston with a pile driver. The match is going back and forth. It's pandemonium 2024. Everyone is fighting and able to land their finishers. Danielson hits the running knee on Kingston and locks in a triangle choke to get the win for the Blackpool Combat Club. Does this mean that Kingston will make Danielson tap? Okay, two things from this match. Three things, actually. One of which I love this match. It was a lot of fun. Um, just a great brawl from these guys. I love the fact that you got a six group of um, six uh, men who can change up their styles at any time and, and gel at extremely with anything. They can brawl. They can do technical. They can do high flying. It's awesome. You love this. Two. That triangle should be called the DS choke. Plain and simple. Yep. <laughs> and if you're not an MMA fan, do you know that, know that that's from Nick Diaz uh, from UFC, the infamous, his infamous win like that. And that's where he's, he's paying homage to um, three. They need a big John McCarthy <laughs> because yeah. this is the third time. I, one of those, one of the BCC guys choked out a guy way longer than they should have. And there's no big John McCarthy to just throw them off. <laughs> Storyline wise, wouldn't this be care. the <laughs> opportunity to bring a special guest referee? Yeah, a, a, a legit like, uh, unfortunately, it can't be UFC. Um, no. So huh. it would have to be it would have to be somebody from a Bellator or something like that or whatever, you know, organization is out now. But it, they need to because like the the. I mean, legit, yeah, storyline-wise, even storyline-wise, storyline is supposed to be based on logic. And logic, we learn, we know now, we're educated to know that con about concussive-like symptoms and situations. We also know that, you know, choking somebody for too long is deadly. So, you know, if you're going to do a spot like that, then, like, have somebody really take it seriously. Because Taz is the only one that addresses that situation because of his background. He immediately, his, 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 his instinct always kicks in on the mic and it's like, okay, he needs to get off him, you know, cause that's the reaction that you should have when somebody's choking somebody chill. If that was the, if that was MMA, he would have been fined. Yeah. And suspended by now for doing that. Why does that logic not, you know, uh, because wrestling you know, dictate is still suspending your belief and comic booky. 
I, I really, regardless, even in comic books, they add logic to it. Like we see these Marvel movies, these live adaptations. I had to explain this on my show about the meaning of live adaptations and the focus on adaptation is that you got to adapt to real life situations. This is, is a this, adaptation. Is this thanks to the, the last airbender? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Among others at that. But it's like, you really got to understand adaptation. You know, you have to adapt to, this is supposed to be a sport and we're supposed to think it's real, a, a real life sport, regardless of it being playwright. The, the idea of doing playwrights and all the stuff is to really make you believe it's suspend your disbelief. And if you're an MMA fan, which people are still, you know, there is no separate, you know, separation from MMA and wrestling, especially more than ever now. Um, you got to add those log- logistics to it. You got to add that, that, that logic into it. Like, dude, you're going to kill somebody. It's 2024, right? Yeah, exactly. You know, you're just laying and praying at this point. Yeah. <laughs> Get a big John McCarthy. And I think, honestly, having a, a buffed up ref is a change. It's, it, it's a change. They need a big John McCarthy. Wrestling needs a big John McCarthy. 100%. And, if, and, and yeah, this is uh, the opportune time to do that. So then we see a video, video package highlighting Chris Jericho's past in CMLL. Jericho is interviewed, and he has fond memories of CMLL. He says Atlantis Sr. was a mentor, so having a match with Atlantis Jr. is a great way to live his dream and repay the favor for all Sr. did. Jericho says that tonight he will be the teacher. You know, I will give... AEW this much credit. I love when they get when they pay homage to history, and I love when they celebrate these other um, promotions that we don't know about. Like I knew about CMLL, but I never invested in CMLL. And since they had all the stars there, I've been more interested in wanting to watch CMLL. And this was match was no different coming up when we talk about it. Um, I really appreciate the. Uh, it, it, this is a very Ring of Honor thing for Tony to do because that's yeah. what Ring of Honor used to do all the time. Yep. And he's and bringing between, it onto the mainstream. And between CMLL and AAA, yeah. ring, like in ring, CMLL is better in my opinion. I, I obviously I see that. <laughs> I've seen some of AAA, and it, it, you know it's more spectacle than anything. But these guys go, and you know, headed by Mystico, I believe. Like, yo, I, I I'm I need to know where I can find and watch this. Uh, they have a weekly Friday show. Um. On YouTube, yeah, it's on YouTube. I need to. I'm I'm subscribing immediately because I, um, I've seen way too much, you know, of what AEW has been showcasing, and I'm liking every single one of these guys. Blackpool Comic Club is going to be in CMLL in a few weeks, right? And that should be that should be interesting because Moxley trying to do um, Lucha Libre style is going to be interesting. One (laughs) hundred percent. And there's not many brawlers like Moxley in CMLL. I can right. say that for sure. There's a couple guys who kind of resemble him, but right. like, well, actually, those guys are in AAA. So yeah. Anyways, but yeah. he, but even still, he has to, he has to, he can still do him, but he has to assimilate to the characteristics, right? Yes, that's exactly it. Like I'm, I'll give a great example. I remember when uh, NWA TNA traveled down there, and it was Samoa Joe. And low key and homicide all teaming up. Like these guys were normally, I think, you know, heels and faces to each other, but they went down there and wrestled their guys and they adapted really well, especially homicide and low key because they really know. But Samoa Joe really 
adapted. He played up. He played that hillish type of deal up. He did the characteristics and all that stuff. And I was like, this is a different side of all these guys that I've ever seen before. And I realized that like when you're down there, you have to play to their roles and play to the crowd that way. And uh, I really enjoyed that. I want to see if Mox can do that. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's going to be... I, I'm really looking forward to that match for many reasons. All right. Will Ospreay makes his presence known. Tony Schiavone introduces the newest member of the AEW roster, Will Ospreay. Ospreay says he's officially done with New Japan Pro Wrestling. He pokes fun of his tracksuit and says he is there full-time. Ospreay brings up his history with AEW, including beating Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. He says that he's ready to pick up where he left off. Cue Don Callis and the family. Uh, he, Don Callis comes out with Powerhouse Hobbs, Kanosuke Takeshita. Callis and Hobbs hug Osprey. Takeshita kind of ignores him. Callis says Osprey will have the match of the decade against Takeshita. And even though teammates go hard, he wants to see who will win. Osprey offers a handshake. Takeshita unwillingly but willingly accepts it. Takeshita doesn't let go. Osprey gets in his face. Both men talk trash to set the stage for Sunday and more and more and more and more. I think this is Will Ospreay's out from the oh, yeah. Callis family. That was evident the minute he came out to the um, came out of st- to the stage and down to the ramp and started, you know, uh, shaking everybody's hand and everything. I'm like, okay, this is a very uncallous family thing to do. So yeah, yeah it looks like he's going to be the one to do it. Um, and the way that he hugged uh, Don, mind you was a little uh, suspect, too. So, yeah, I think he's ahead of the game on this one. I think he's they're going to try to do what they did with Sammy Guevara and and Jericho, but I think he's going to outsmart them. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. We get Eddie Kingston. He's backstage, and he's about to talk about his magic as Brian Danielson, but the Young Bucks interrupt. Nicholas says he has a boom to pick with Kingston. He threatens to find him. Matthew tells him to work on the presentation, and teases implementing a dress code. <laughs> to which Taz also kidding, like, oh no, I don't that's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought I, this I, was I, random, but it really I was great the fact yeah, great. that Kingston is so loved by the fans and it's the mm-hmm. young books just come just being heels. It's perfect pick on. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Orange Cassidy versus Nick Wayne. I uh, liked it, but I feel like I could, I, we've seen better Nick Wayne matches. Yeah, Abs- you know, absolutely better well, uh, Nick Wayne match. I feel like they're letting they're making him tame himself a bit for now. I think so. I think so too. The patriarchy gets ejected. Cassidy comes back with a flurry of moves, ends with a DDT on Wayne. Wayne comes back with a fisherman suplex for a two count. Cassidy then takes control of the match, goes for the orange punch. Wayne counters. Cassidy hits the beach break. Your boy, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett come out and distract Cassidy. Rocky Romero and Trent Beretta fight them off. Daniel Garcia then distracts Wayne. Cassidy hits the orange punch for the win. Again, good match, but I feel like I've I, I was waiting to see, you know, them let them showcase Nick Wayne for what he even if I, I you obviously you know he's going to lose. I yeah. wanted to see a little bit more with him, but it, maybe it could have been time constrained or whatever like that. But you know, it wasn't bad. This was for the title, right? It was a title match. Yeah, I would have liked to see Roderick Strong and the Undisputed Kingdom beat up on Nick Wayne. 
Because okay, explain why? it. Roderick Strong yeah. wants to beat Cassidy, not Nick Wayne, for the belt. Okay, so he would, you know, he wants to keep him clean and healthy, or yeah. Okay, I could possibly see that, but you know, normally the the routine is like yeah, they would, yeah, but they normal, want- normally, 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 like you said, adapt and evolve, brother. Agreed. Touche. <laughs> <sighs> I, I I just saw what was next. Backstage, <laughs> the Bang Bang Scissor Gang is asked about how they are getting along. Austin, long story short, yada, yada, yada. Austin yeah. Gunn says he has an idea to team up with Athea Claimed, and Jay White approves. You know, we never addressed last week's situation with Max Caster. Uh, yeah, you're and, right. Uh, I'm really, I'm really surprised that we did not, because everybody else did. But um, did we ever discover what happened with that? They just, that was just that, weird. That was a thing. It was a thing. I think there was something behind it, but they're not saying anything because he, I mean, the last words he said, if I'm correct, was you know, management in the back or something like that. Yeah, you know, something and along he those just lines. He, he had this fresh, yeah, he had this frustrated look on his face, and it was just like that was it. And everybody was like, what? Huh? His <laughs> rap probably just wasn't uh, approved. Yeah, uh, which makes me, you know, they are changing the rules. So, you know, yeah, I mean, WB was last time they said a little shit. tougher. Exactly. WB has gotten a little upset with AEW over the swearing and they're clamping down on swearing and certain things. Mainly the swearing, well, not, not even, the violence. The thing it's is more the swearing. But the thing is, right. But the thing is, he's not even swearing. It's just what he says out of his mouth. Yeah. He 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 says it without even having to say one like curse word at all. And like, but what he says is like, oof. <laughs> like he goes really CNN on his uh, on his freestyle a lot. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, he's gonna. Have, I guess he's gonna have to restructure the way he uh, says things. Yep. All right. What I wanted to talk about here is Jay White. Jay White's having like the most up and down time in AEW. He's in limbo. Right. I mean, just uh, I think all of them. I think it, how do you it, take it started out the sorry Bullet Club Gold, the yeah. hottest thing happening in Collision through the summer. And just right. tame them like this. Because I thought at first they, it seemed like this was going to be a great idea. And then they had to think about, okay, how do we keep continuing making this a great idea? And they just couldn't come up with a great idea for this. What gets to me the most is the entire reason that they teamed up was to counter uh, the the Undisputed Kingdom. Right. But also to make them more powerful. But here's the thing. There's a moral and ethic part that's you know, from an algebraic standpoint, from when you think algebraic formula, positive times negative equals a negative. So you got a hill group with a baby face crew teaming together. It's not going well. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. is this is so algebraic in itself, and it it, it, it proves that formula perfectly um, because they haven't really thought about who's gonna who's going face and who's going hill. So they're stuck in between of not knowing what direction they're going and they're going nowhere right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're they're in limbo. I think that's a perfect way to put it. But you know what wasn't in limbo? The next match, Chris Statlander versus Sky Blue. I really enjoyed this match because I felt like Sky Blue is getting so much better. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't know if it's, you know, the change of, you know, gear 
Because I feel like when she's in her normal gear, she's a point when she's in the other gear, she's like, you know, she's doing okay. Well, I'm just jokingly so. But um, I really like the fact that everybody she's working with, whether it's Willow or it's Statlander, they seem to gel really well, especially when it comes to doing her um, her her finisher. Because a lot of times, depending on who, she, who she's wrestling with, that finisher doesn't come off really good. But she's been doing really, really good. And Julia Hart as well. Give her credit, too. She The timing of this match and everything that went on in this match, I think, I thought went really well and it progressed the story of what's going on with, um, with, uh, Statlander and, and Willow and, uh, and, um, Stokely. Yep. So I, I enjoyed it. And that was the takeaway here, right? Stokely Hathaway offers Statlander some change. She kind of says, eh, he then distracts the referee by accident using air quotes. Hart hits Statlander with the title blue pin Statlander with the code blue to get the win. And the cold blue was, I mean, it really, it worked perfect. It really looked devastating this time around. She's been really good with it for the last few weeks. So they're getting, they're getting so much better in the ring and they're comfortable in the ring. So, you know, kudos to all of them. I really enjoyed it. Yep. The Bucks go into Sting's locker room. They enter the room. Then they find a bunch of baseball bats hanging upside down. Now, um, I don't, it's been a long time since I watched WCW, but didn't that that bat situation happen on the last WCW? Mm-hmm. Is this like an homage to that? Mm-hmm. Okay, just want to make sure. That's uh, that was one of the two things that uh, really amazed me about the uh, the coming of Sting tonight. Right, Lionheart, Chris Jericho face Atlantis Junior in a great back and forth match. I like this match overall. What did you think? I this is the reason why I said earlier. I need to invest in CMLL because I thought they, first of all, Jericho looked, I think he looked better than he did in weeks. Um, He was awesome. This gentleman was awesome. I, that title belt, I really loved. Um, I, it was a beautiful belt. It was a beautiful, beautiful belt. Um, And I love the storyline, the the history and the background about it. Um, This was to me, what like, again, I go back to one of those ring of honor, like matches that pays homage and, pays respect to different cultures and uh, of wrestling and stuff like that. And this is one of them. And it allowed us to learn more about a history point in wrestling that many of us may not have known about. And to yeah. those who did, they were rewarded. Yeah. With that. So and the thing, I, I enjoyed everything start to finish. Probably well, one of I, my favorite matches of that night of the night. It was, this was my favorite match of the night. What? <coughs> oh my God. What I liked about this match is like you said, they did a good job, and something that happens a lot in Mexican wrestling and Lucha Libre, especially CMLL, is the way that this match ended, and that with Wiz, with Atlantis throwing in the towel, which was great because we don't we we rarely see that. My favorite is still Owen out. Hart. Yes, exactly, and it stuck out like a sore thumb in a great way. Um, you'll remember this match. You know, for stuff like this. Yep. This is why exactly. I believe they should not do. They should not, you know, go down the well too much with certain things that they do, because you know it, you get memorable moments like this. Like when's the last time we ever seen a throwing out a towel uh, in any promotion? Been a while. And it was we definitely seen it after the Owen Hart one, but of like course, still, of course. To me, that's the one. But that when always you see it, it's because for me, right? It's, it, oh, because it was one Owen of the best. Just going full heel. Uh, Martha throwing in the towel, Owen grabbing the towel and just running in victory. <laughs> uh, 
He is slowly and then, missed. And then Diesel <laughs> wins a title three days later. But I digress. <laughs> <laughs> after all that buildup, after all of that. Was that the was that the Madison Square Garden win that he had? Yeah. When it was like a house show or something like yeah. that? Yeah. God. Yeah. Sting's final dynamite appearance. The Young Bucks come out, confront some fans wearing Sting masks, but one of the fans ends up being Darby Allen and he attacks the Bucks. The Bucks attack Allen with bats and he hits then they hit the EVP trigger. Ric Flair comes out and takes a bat to attack the Young Bucks. There's just something about Ric Flair getting physical that scares me. He's just going to fall and just I'll, die. I'll, I'll reserve I reserve until the end of this to talk about everything that went on here. Okay. Let's finish. My, Let's finish the segment. Yeah. Get your thoughts. Nicholas yeah. hits Flair uh, below the belt, and they beat on him until Sting's music plays. The Bucks are walking up the ramp like idiots, but Sting comes down the rafters and hits the Bucks with the bat. Allen hits a coffin drop. Sting hits a scorpion death drop on Nicholas. Sting Allen and Flair celebrate if logic and wrestling <laughs> comes to mind. That means that the Young Bucks are winning on Sunday. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. It. I will say that I liked it more at the end than I did at the beginning because, you know, my the, the logic in this segment was... Darby Allen was going to sacrifice himself. Like Darby and Flair were sacrificial lambs for this plan that they had to bring Sting down from the Raptors and change the momentum or everything. Yeah. I felt like I get what they were trying to do, but to me, the execution didn't fall through it as seemed weird. good as. Yeah. Um, faces, first of all, all right. The, yeah. I, I don't know. It just seemed like the Bucks looked the best in this. Yes. Yes, it really did. Um, I, first of all, I did I, I did appreciate how Darby drilled uh um one of the bucks. I mean, he when he when they revealed his mask, he drilled him. He drilled him like fucking just <laughs> oh my god. I elbow. feel like he took out that was, that like some was legit sick. frustration on them there. <laughs> exactly. But then yeah, he got beat. So Flair came out and we all speculated possibly that this was gonna be the swerve that we were going to see and it happened and it was all right. I mean, it was, it was okay. But again, I felt like they could have done better with all of the setup to this. As long um, as they, they, this is the swerve. I don't want the swerve on the swerve, bro. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm worried about. That's what I'm worried about now. And that flair is going to swerve on the swerve and costing the match on Sunday. I hope not. Cause that would be, that would be really WCW. If Sting is going to lose, Sorry. If Sting is yeah. going to lose on Sunday, it needs to be clean as fuck. Absolutely. Agreed. Um, and then, as much as I did enjoy this, it also scared me as well. Just seeing Sting come from the Raptors like he did. Like, for anybody who, any kid that has watched that and probably seen that for the first time, they probably got excited and hyped for it. It was mesmerized by it. For those who've been around... And, you know, Sting never had any issue with this. But, you know, the situation we talk, we, you know, segue into Owen Hart and everything. The first thing I'm thinking, like, I, wow, they they actually uh, they did this. You know, um, I mean, granted, the good, there's some great to me and bad. There's more good than bad. One, the, uh, Tony Khan paid no expense on safety. It seems 
thank goodness. Um, and Sting never had any issues with that because to WCW's credit, they made sure that that rig was everything was good. But even still, for me, who like was one of the people watching on the internet at the situation of that during that time, I, it's still, it's still, I, it, yeah, it's, it's dude, 25 years later, and it's still fresh. I know, like, I know, I know, 25 years know. this May, and it's still fresh, like, yeah, too soon, too soon. Yeah, and um, I, you know, I wonder if they told Martha that they were. I don't know. Maybe she wasn't watching or paying attention, or I don't know. Um, it, it just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't have an issue with it. Let's just say overall, I don't have an issue with it. But just that was that was a deep moment. Yeah, for a time for everybody, especially probably more or less all of you in Canada. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that it worked out. I I was actually happy that it worked out and it did work and it did every the whole segment at that part at the minute that he got on to Raptors, it flowed. I was just amazed that they even thought about doing that. And I get yep. why they did that. I just feel like they were gonna because when 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 Owen when it happened with the, the uh, situation with Owen Hart happened, I believe Sting said that he was never gonna do that again. And yeah, you know, he did. yeah. Uh, so I wonder. I, just so many things I have questions about that you know did they talk to the hearts about that did they you know i i mean there's just so many questions but nonetheless with that said it worked out he was safe he got through and i hope here here's my thing i hope that is the last time they do that agreed 100 i hope he did it once don't do it again at the pay-per-view it's you know i'm glad that it, it worked out let's just come out to the ring like you normally do after this. Or at least if you're going to do that, at least do it at the pay-per-view. <laughs> Agreed 100%, man. Like that That's exactly it. But here we are. <clears throat> few days left until AEW Revolution. Uh, just I'm, re- I'm not going to read it out loud, but I'm looking at the collision spoilers. doesn't look like too great of an episode, to be honest. This one, is this still coming on Saturday? Yeah, it's still on Saturday. Wait, wait oh, so wait. This pay-per-view is Sunday. Pay-per-view is Sunday, my friend. I'm so used to being on Saturday too. That's the thing. That's yeah. You're telling me. Yeah, Monday's gonna be a hard morning. Oof. I might. I, you know what? I might take the day off. I was yeah, gonna I think take you should take the day off. off. I think I'm gonna take Monday I mean, off because like the lesson of last paper of the Royal Rumble should have taught you. <laughs> well, you know we're Even done. Though that was what? a Saturday. Like, yeah, we're done at what two in the morning that night. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Yep. After that, I had to, you know, get the audio, release the audio. Once I'm by the time I'm done all that, it's just about three in the morning. Yeah, there's no way in hell I don't know about going to work. But like after a show like that, at that time, I have so much adrenaline running through my veins. Oh, dude, I I I couldn't do my show after that. Yeah, because yeah, I I waited on Monday to do my show because I needed I just needed to rest. Like, and you know, thank goodness that this one is on a Sunday in a sense, because like, this is the part of me that like I work at home so yeah. I can, you know, I can play sick with myself. <laughs> Same here. Same here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Call it. <laughs> Unless your boss says no, which is you. Like, Hey, Hey, Hey Dax. Um, <laughs> not feeling too good. Yep. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I went outside and, and did stupid stuff. You know, now I'm feeling sick. So man, all right, man, honestly, but you better be back at work. You better be back at work the next day. <laughs> I'm going to be shocked if I don't get sick in the next few days. And I'm going to do everything in my power not to just because like we were talking about before we started recording this weather change 
that we're seeing here in the Northeast is crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I Yeah. People be safe out there. Yeah. <laughs> don't be don't stupid. Be dumb. Don't, don't, don't be, be one of those people that walk with shorts yep. in the winter. So we're gonna do a. I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna. <laughs> no, you didn't, right no, no, no. That's why I said, don't be one of those people with shorts. I didn't say specific. <laughs> it's implied. Yep. <laughs> As I wear people. shorts inside, and I'm wearing like this. What else inside? Wait, wait. That's look, look, inside. Look, 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 look at my look at my shirt. Oh, check you out. Yeah. With the Los Angeles, if I'm saying yeah. it right. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you're uh, saying it as 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 good as anyone will. Good, because that's the last time I'm saying it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man, that is that AEW Revolution happening this Sunday. Dax, what's on the go with ACMG? Well, glad you asked that because I have no idea how that happened. Oh, you ribbed me, huh? No, <laughs> dude, we both we both got kicked. We both got kicked. Out. If it was just you, okay. If it was just me, okay. But we both got like, kicked out. Well, I'm glad you did. Here we go. I felt like Meg Griffin. I felt like Meg Griffin real quick that got like like oh. are you serious? Do you really care about what I'm going through, Dad? Like, yeah, Peter's like, like, yeah, go ahead. You know what the funniest part is? My keyboard is way up there. Like mm-hmm. when I do these shows, uh, I'm like nowhere near my keyboard, and I like I wasn't even near my mouse. That was like, awesome. It was, it was so weird because it's like you start talking and I'm staring at like you're on my second screen, which is on my peripheral mm-hmm. vision, and I'm like, what the fuck just yeah. happened? <laughs> that, I'm, that, not even, you you know I'm not even gonna edit that out. I was about to say no. What you should do is find the that's all, folks. Um, <laughs> just do it, but then go back. Yeah. Oh. And just come back to the audio. Yeah, it's just like, yo, what the hell just happened here? <laughs> yeah, that was hilarious. I've never seen that happen here. Oh, God. So, ACMG. What is <laughs> happening with ACMG? I'm glad you asked, but... <laughs> if it happens again, I swear to God. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. Um, I have a new uh, Talk Time Live exclusive coming up next week in the works. Um. You guys should be happy with this one because it is involving, if for those who are playing Insomniac 2, Spider-Man 2, we got an update coming, a huge update coming um, in March 7th, I believe. And it involves not only we getting New Game Plus for the game, finally, but also some really cool extra costumes. I'm going to be talking with the uh, organization known as Game Heads, and uh, this is... You're going to love this because one of the things, if you've been listening to the show, one of the things that I've been talking about, about the game industry is inclusion. And I always had the saying, um, specks of pepper in a sea of salt. You've heard me say this many a times. Turns out there is a organization that is trying to, that is trying to solve this. They are called game heads. And how I found this out is because insomnia games announced that they were going to be presenting Two new uh, suits for Spider for uh, Peter Parker and uh, Miles Morales. One of the suits is from designer from artists that are from this organization called Gameheads. And if you buy the DLC to get those costumes, the proceeds will go to this company. And this company, this organization, I should say, and not a company, but this organization is uh, is is it's formed 
to help minorities become game developers. They're yep. teaching them how to design games. They're teaching them how to develop games. And I got really emotional when I found this out. And again, this is the reason why I love Insomniac Games, because they've not only created one of the best Spider-Man games of all time, but within those games, they have so much inclusion to, you know, Black, Latino community, Asian community, LGBTQIA community. And they've really made those games for everybody and made them feel you know, welcome. So they're continuing their path as they should as a company and, you know, giving back in their way and they're supporting, you know, game heads. And they had some of their artists draw, uh, design the actual, you know, um, new costumes that we'll be uh, getting. So I am going to have uh, a few people on next week. Uh, one of them is Damon Packard, which is the founder and executive director of game heads uh, on air, along with the artist responsible for designing those costumes and we're going to talk about the organization we're going to talk about their uh, experience designing those costumes for insomniac and you know you know making a mark and bringing more awareness to this company this organization i keep saying company is the organization um so if you honestly guys go check them out their uh their website is i am looking at the wrong thing <laughs> their website is uh gameheadsoakland.org and like this, I was so happy to know about this place. So I immediately reached out to them. Uh, Damon uh, called back. So we're going to set up a time for them to come on. But next week on TalkTimeLive.com and wherever podcasts are, you know, uh, you know, played, you can check out this interview, both in audio and video. So check that out. And then, of course, Final Fantasy VII. We're going to be, re- I'm going to be reviewing that. Uh, and it's, I'm, man, I'm going to be busy. <laughs> I'm going to be doing that. And then we're going to transition over to me and you doing our dual review of uh, WWE 2K24. You can check yep. out all that on TalkTimeLive.com and wherever podcasts are played. There we go. Tons of awesome work coming from Dax and others there. Man, I'm really looking forward to our WWE 2K24 review. Well, uh, me both. Yeah, it's going to be so good. Like I said, really looking forward to the the game itself. But chatting with you is going to be a great time. And this time, gonna be awesome. you're yeah. driving the conversation. So, ha ha. <laughs> oh, Dax. yeah. I, I'm going, I, you know how I put the heat in last year. So, you know, it's, I, I, oh, there's going to be a lot of uh, recording footage and all this stuff here coming, boy. It's going to be good. Really looking forward to it. Yeah. Dax, as always, thank you so much for joining me here on the show. Just remember, AEW Revolu- Revolution After Party happening after the pay-per-view this Sunday, March the 3rd on X, Facebook, and YouTube. Just look for S Enemy Radio, Sunday night's main event radio. And we have a slew of shows still coming at you this week. We've got Steve Swift coming with his Portland Review, which is always a very fun listen, listening to some good classic wrestling. We have the Collision Catch-Up. We have the Smack Daddies talking SmackDown. We then have the main show on Sunday. And like I said, then on Sunday evening, we have the after party just to flip the page on the week. And we get into Monday and Raw and all those shows. So much still coming here on on Sunday night's main event. ChoppedTees.com. Chopped a dash tees. Just search for Chopped Tees. And you'll be able to find all of the SNME Radio merch. Patreon.com slash SNME Radio if you want to be part of the family. Dax, as always, thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure.
And as always, thank you to you, the listener. It honestly means so much that you give us this time of your day. We know that time is precious to people, and if uh, you're listening, it really does mean a lot to us. As always, and thank, thank everybody you so much who's for- been uh, shouting us out. <laughs> yes, yes, honestly, yeah. The, the the kind words that we get each and every single week is always great. As always, thank you all for listening. But more importantly, stay tranquilo.